0: Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance.
2: Right then, Gareth, time we got to work. You know, Sergeant, there are people who are afraid of the unknown. They stand back and do nothing for fear of upsetting the balance and comfort of their lives. So nothing ever happens to these people. They live their lives day in and day out, never taking the chances that are presented to them, until they fade away into death. Meaning what? Meaning that sometimes it is necessary to take risks to prove a point. Gareth, if you would be so kind.
3: Yes, sir. What the? Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, 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 uh.
2: Very good. He'd just be getting in the way. What did you use on him?
3: R72 was developed back during the war. He'll sleep for a while. And when he wakes, he'll have no memory of what happened. He used to use this on enemy agents all the time when they were uh, extracting information. Excellent, Gareth. Excellent. Now
2: then, I think it's time we got to work.
4: Eric Busby presents Far Horizons. Season 1, Episode 2, Cause and Consequence. Written by Eric Busby.
5: I've been reading reports about this station for weeks now, but I have to say, seeing it in person is quite another thing. I am quite impressed.
6: Really? What's so impressive about it? Artificial
5: gravity, for one thing. Our ships have to constantly rotate just to maintain gravity, but somehow this place can create its own stable gravity field while remaining still. That alone is a technological achievement. Do you know how it's done?
6: Not yet. We're uh, still working on it. Personally, I don't see the big deal. Something about the gravity field upsets my stomach. You said you had something you wanted to talk to me about. Can we get on with it? I've a lot of paperwork to catch up on.
5: Very well. I would like the... the subtle hostility you're directing at me and my men to stop.
6: (laughs) Hostilities... Why, my dear Captain, I simply have no idea what you're talking about. Can it, Susan?
5: You don't like me. You don't like what I represent.
6: And what is that, then?
5: I'm the restraints around your wrist. Before the authorities learned of this place, you and the company had free run to do what you like here. But now, now you have to answer to someone. I have the authority to stop you from doing whatever you want. And that really bothers you.
6: You're a very perceptive man, Captain, I'll give you that. You're right. I don't like you. Not one little bit. And you want to know the real reason why?
5: Not really, but I imagine you're going to tell me anyway.
6: It's what the military really represents. Your kind have of been the ones responsible for the various atrocities our culture has suffered. Oh, really? Yes. How many wars have been fought in the last ten years alone? The coming wars in the Middle East? the civil uprising on Mars, the bio-wars. That's just three I can think of offhand. And that has what
5: to do with our being here?
6: All of those conflicts came about because of the government and the military. The only true stabilizing factor in all of that has been the corporation. We come in after the wars, put the pieces back together. We're the ones who helped rebuild people's lives, their homes, their countries. All the military does is destroy...
5: You really shouldn't paint yourself as patron saint, Susan. Do keep in mind that a number of those conflicts were waged solely to protect corporate interests in those regions. The oil wars of the 21st century come to mind. It wouldn't pay to have some radical element gain control now, would it? They'd kick your noble company out on its noble ass and keep all the profits for themselves. Now, we can throw stones and call names all day. But the bottom line is we're stuck with one another. I think it would be wise if we tried to get along.
6: (laughs) For some reason, the expression oil and water don't mix comes to mind. Well,
5: I suggest we find a means. Otherwise, the next several months could be most unpleasant. For both of us.
2: Gareth, bring the power grade up another 2%. Power grade is up another
3: 2%, Professor.
2: Excellent. Yes, excellent. We're all
3: set. You want me to bring the power to full now, Professor?
2: Of course I don't want you to do that yet. What are you, an idiot? If we do that, Captain Fancy Pants would be here in seconds to shut the whole thing down.
3: I understand. So, uh, what do you want to do then?
2: I've automated the system to work with the equipment back on the... What are they calling that ship again?
3: I believe they're calling it the Art Bell.
2: Yes, back on the Art Bell. Tonight, when most of the crew are asleep, we'll meet in the ship's lab, and then we'll bring this whole complex to life once more.
3: Won't the guards on the station try and stop us?
2: Of course they will. However, they'll have to report in first and wake the captain. Then they'll need to get orders before they do anything. By then, our work will be done.
3: I understand, Professor.
2: Now we just have to decide what we're going to do with our sleeping friend here.
3: We could dispose of him, you know, like the other ones, Professor.
2: It's very tempting, but I think it's a little too early to have another one of those mysterious deaths to explain. This would be so much easier if people would just stay out of my way and let me do my work. What do you want me to do with him? Wake him up. You did say he would have no recollection about what we've done to him?
3: Yes, the drug affects people's memories.
2: Then I don't see as we have anything to worry about.
3: Sergeant. Sergeant Collins. Wakey, wakey, wakey. What? Uh? What?
2: What? What happened? You fell asleep. What? I said you fell asleep. And on duty, no less. My, my. Gareth, what is the military coming to these days?
3: I don't know, professor. Falling asleep on duty can have serious repercussions. <sighs> I, I, I don't know what the two of you are talking about.
7: Last thing I remember was, well, weren't you just checking your equipment?
2: That was some time ago, sergeant. You took a seat to watch our progress and then dozed off.
7: Christ almighty.
2: <sighs> the captain's going to have me skinned alive for that. Well, he doesn't need to know about it. I mean, I won't tell him. And I'm more than certain we can count on Gareth's discretion.
3: Silent as the grave, Professor. (sighs) Well, gee, thanks.
2: (sighs) What are friends for, Sergeant? And I do hope we're going to be the very best of friends.
1: Do you see where I'm coming from? This is the one thing I have waited all my life for, and I'm stuck out here with you guys. Could you hand me that disc? What? Oh, here.
8: Not that one. The red one with the warning label on it.
1: Oh, here. Are you even listening to what I'm saying, Todd?
8: Kind of hard not to. You're sitting right next to me.
1: But you keep looking at the computer screen.
8: That's because I'm the ship's computer tech and I'm working. Now run this program and see what the problem is.
1: Well, don't you think it's unfair of them to make us wait here while they have all the fun exploring the construct? You want to know what I think is unfair?
8: I think it's unfair of the company to expect a person with my credentials to be expected to keep something as antiquated as this ship's computers running. They should have replaced all the computers when they did the overhaul, or at the very least upgrade the software. It's no wonder these things keep crashing all the time.
1: We're sitting right next to an alien object and all you can think about is computers.
8: (laughs) You better hope it stays that way. The computer more or less runs all the systems on the ship. If they go down, we're pretty screwed. Aha! There's the problem. Spyware. should have guessed. Well, that's easy enough to deal with. And it's deleted. There. Everything should run fine. For a while, at least. So, are we still on for dinner?
1: Yeah, I guess. I'd much rather be eating on the station though.
8: Look, Donna. Once they get everything and sorted in a day or so, I'm sure they'll get the rest of us on board.
1: I know. I just hate waiting. So, what do you think of the new name for the ship?
8: The art bell? Hmm. Got a nice ring to it. Are we gonna call the shuttle pod the George Nuri then?
1: You know, I hadn't thought of that.
8: It's something to think about, I guess. Well, I have to defrag the computer down in engineering, so I'll see you in the mess hall once that's done.
0: How about it, be?
9: Ah, uh, you know, headaches. Limbs are getting stiff. Stuff
0: like that. You should have come in sooner, Artemis. Toxicity levels are a lot higher than the last time I tested you. I'm surprised you were able to walk here. Hold still. need to give you a shot. (laughs) Story of my
9: life there. Hold still, Artemis, my mother would say.
0: It's time for your medicine. Do you know how lucky you are even to be alive? Most people I've met from the Chicago wastelands are mere shadows of themselves.
9: Either laid up in a hospital bed someplace or dead. I know, I've heard it all before.
0: Then you should know by now that what you need to be doing is to take care of yourself. When you start feeling the effects, you need to come and see me to get your booster. The longer you put it off, the worse you're going to get.
9: You know, with all of our marvels in medicine, you think they would have come up with something that would have cured me by now.
0: Still working on that. The nature of the plague was that it became part of you, part of your DNA. It uses your own body to create toxins that are killing you. Right now, the best we can do is to lower the toxin levels every few days. Like I said... You're lucky to even be alive.
9: (laughs) Some luck. You know, I remember the day the plague came into the city. I was in my parents' apartment looking over Lake Michigan when this green mist starts rolling across the water like a fog bank. If my parents' place hadn't been at the top of the building, I'd probably be dead now. That was almost
0: 30 years ago. Hmm, the Chicago Plague was one of the worst attacks in the bio wars. And what I've read, the city's going to be uninhabitable for another decade or so. There, all done. You should be fine for a while. And Artemis, next time you start feeling the effects, don't put it off. Just come and see me. Yeah,
9: it's getting late. I'm going to turn in. See you around, Doc.
2: You're late.
3: Sorry, I forgot to... I don't
2: want to hear your excuses, Gareth. Just get over here.
3: Yes, Professor.
2: I've already interfaced our computers with the systems on the construct. When did you want to run the experiment? I don't see any reason we should have to wait. I think we're ready now.
3: Activating all systems. Power levels are starting to rise. Time to see what this thing can do.
5: Come in.
7: Sorry to disturb you, sir.
5: I know it's late. Oh, that's alright, John. I was just finishing some paperwork. Would you care for a drink? After (laughs) today? Shoot, I wouldn't say no. Things not go well with the professor?
7: No, no, not that. It's just... Well, I've been feeling... tired. (sighs) Run down. If I didn't know better, I'd say I've been on a two-week bender already. <sighs> so how'd things go
5: with Ms. Lockhart once you got to her office? Like the Battle of Los Angeles, only with more news. Susan isn't shy about sharing her opinion of us. I can tell she's
7: less than happy with us being here. <sighs> Maybe you should transfer her and bring in another
5: company representative. I've thought about it, but I wonder if any of them would be any different. They all seem to have a chip on their shoulder, even when they know they've done something wrong. So how many people do we have on the construct right now?
7: I stationed Private Hicks and Logan at the main hatch. A few more on the other decks. I felt it might be
5: better to keep the majority on the ship till tomorrow. Good. Once we get the supplies on board, we can start to set up the living quarters.
7: I was also thinking it might be a good idea if we were
5: to, uh... Hold that thought. This is Captain Lancer. Go ahead, Private. You want to define that for me, soldier? Everything. Everything just came on. Sergeant, when Professor Baker was looking over his equipment, did he do anything that might have caused this? Uh, well, uh... No, sir, not that I know of. Well, something's happening. Go find him, then meet me at the Construct. Yes,
7: sir.
2: Raise output another ten percent, Gareth. Rising another ten percent. Yes, yes, this is more like it. Do you see that, Gareth? Energy readings are almost off the scale. We're dealing with forces that our science has never been able to measure before.
3: It's... it's incredible.
2: Yes. Everything is happening as I expected. Tell me, Gareth, is the construct picking up any kind of signals?
3: Not from what I can tell, Professor.
2: Hmm. We might have to fine-tune the array before we can pick up anything. Like aligning a satellite dish to pick up a signal. Still, we have done great work tonight, Gareth. I think we can shut it all down now. Shutting down power systems... now. Tomorrow, I will show our results to the good captain. I have no doubt he will no longer stand
3: in the way of our progress. I'm not so sure of that, Professor. I think we might have a problem. What's that? Well, it's the construct. It's not powering down. What are you babbling about? power output is continuing to increase. It's jumped another 16% in the last minute alone. Did you run the shutdown sequence as I instructed? Yes, I did. But it didn't have any effect. I don't
2: understand it. That should have shut everything- Oh dear. Quickly, Gareth. Cut our link with the construct. Professor? We were never here tonight, Gareth. You got that? We were never here. This had nothing to do with us.
3: Uh right. Never here. Got yet. Okay, the link with the construct is severed. Let's get the hell out of here.
2: Just walk calmly, Gareth. After all, we've done nothing wrong. We're just out here trying to find out what all the commotion is about. I understand, Professor.
7: Professor Baker! Professor Baker!
2: Ah, Sergeant Collins. How good to see you again. Would you mind telling me what all this ruckus is about? My assistant and I were having a friendly game of chess when the alarm sounded.
3: Yes, it's quite a
2: distraction. Most distracting, indeed. Moreover, here I was about to employ the classic Delsiki's Gambit, which would Never mind have... that for now, Professor.
7: Something is happening on the Construct. The whole place has come alive.
2: Alive? Mm, how fascinating. I wonder how that happened.
7: The Captain wants you over there now.
2: Oh, but of course. Gareth and I are only too happy to be of assistance.
3: Aren't we, Gareth? It's what I live for, Professor.
6: Would you please tell me what's going on? What's the meaning of those alarms?
5: It's a call to arms, Miss Lockhart. As to what is going on, I'm still trying to find out myself. Professor Baker, just the man I wanted to see. Would you care to tell Miss Lockhart and myself just what you've done? What I've done? Why, my dear captain, I have no idea what you're talking about. I find it very odd that just earlier today you told me you wanted to turn on everything here. Now the whole construct has come to life. I want to know what you did, and I want to know now. Captain, I assure
2: you that neither I nor my assistant have stepped foot on here this evening. I have no more idea
5: what is going on than you do. You expect me to believe all of this is just some kind of coincidence? Oh, you had to have done something to cause this, Professor.
6: Maybe something you did when you were checking your equipment earlier this afternoon, Professor?
2: I'm telling you, nothing Gareth and I did this afternoon would be having this kind of effect. If you don't believe me, ask Sergeant Collins here. He was watching us the whole time, after all.
3: Isn't that right, Sergeant? Forgive me, Professor, but I've gone all sleepy suddenly.
5: Ugh. Well, I, uh, uh... Look, as stimulating as this conversation is, let's table it for the moment. I just want to know if you can turn this place off again. Energy levels are continuing to build. (sighs) Well, let's have a
2: look, shall we? Ah,
9: great. Finally get a chance to catch up on some sleep and that thing goes off. Pilot to engine room. Anyone down there?
8: Engine room. Go ahead, Art.
9: Max, what are you doing up at this time of night?
8: It's not like I can sleep with all those alarms going off. You know, I thought I'd just pop down here and see how things were shaping up.
9: I hear that. (sighs) Any idea what's going on?
8: Nope, but something's got all the soldier boys up in arms, though. I passed a few of them on the way down, and they were running all over the place. Hmm. Do you think something's gone wrong over there?
9: Tell me. How soon could you get the drives fired up?
8: Fired up? We just got here. I mean, the engines are still in their regulation cooldown time. It'll be another six or seven hours before we can fire them up again.
9: Yeah, but if you had to. How soon could you get everything up and running?
8: I don't know. Twenty minutes? Half hour, maybe?
9: Good. Get on it.
8: What? Why?
9: I don't know. I just got a bad feeling. Get everything up. I'll be on the flight deck.
7: All right, but it's going to be your head on the chopping
4: block if
9: we're wrong. Nothing new there. Artemis out.
3: Power output has jumped another 10%, Professor.
2: I don't understand it. That should have worked. Power levels should be dropping now. Talk to me, Professor. Professor. From what I've discovered, this unit controls all of the power output of the construct. In the past, I have been able to regulate what receives power and what doesn't. Just get to the point. The point is this. I just shut everything off. The construct should be going into a dormancy mode, but it's not. At the moment, the construct is generating more power than our own sun, and the power is still increasing. I think it may be building to a critical mass of sorts.
6: Critical mass...
2: A critical mass is the amount of fissionable material needed to sustain a nuclear chain reaction. Or an explosion. Exactly.
5: Are you saying the construct is going to explode? I don't know. It keeps building energy and eventually it has to do something with it. Sergeant, get the troops back to the ship. We're leaving. I'm on it. Miss Lockhart, Professor, I suggest you get back to the ship now.
6: (laughs) You don't have to tell me twice.
9: I could just feel something was gonna go wrong! Max, how you doing down
1: there? Engines are up and running.
9: Looks like you made a good call there, Arch. What can I tell you? I know how to call them. Stand by!
1: I'm here! I'm here! What's happening?
9: There's some kind of energy buildup on the construct. Captain's ordered a complete evacuation. Once he gives us the all clear, we're to withdraw to a safe distance. Get the maneuvering thrusters online.
1: I'm on it. Do we have any idea how this happened?
9: Nope. Let's worry about that later. Your concern should be for our safety.
1: Gotcha. Okay, drive assembly is online and running.
9: Captain Lancer, this is flight deck. We're good to go. Stand by.
5: The last of the men are boarding now.
9: Hey, sir. Standing by.
1: Oh my God. It's glowing. Look at that, Artemis. The whole construct—it's glowing.
9: Oh, that can't be good. Damn it, what's taking them so long?
5: Lancer to flight deck. Everyone is on board on the hatches is sealed. Get us out of here.
9: You're on it. Donna, retract the docking arm.
1: Docking arm is uncoupled and retracting.
9: Here we go. Firing thrusters.
1: not moving.
9: I noticed. Are you sure you retracted the docking arm?
1: Yes, I'm sure. Hang on. Damn it. The sensors say the construct is generating some kind of massive gravity field. It's holding us here.
9: Not if I can help it. Max, I need more power from the engines. More power?
8: We're already at 110%. If I push them any harder, they'll melt their housing unit.
9: We don't have any choice. We need more thrust or we won't break free of the construct. I'll
1: see what I can do. Oh my god, look at the construct, Artemis! I think it's going to-
9: It did it! We're breaking free!
1: I... I don't think so. The gravity field, it just switched off. Look, the station's not glowing anymore.
9: I'm still getting us away from that thing. Give me the location of any asteroids that might be in our way.
1: What? Oh, right, right. Uh, Okay. The closest one is... Uh... Artemis?
9: What is it, Donna?
1: The asteroids? The sensors aren't picking up any. It's like they've all gone. What are you talking about?
9: You're right. Apart from the Construct, there's nothing but open space all around us.
1: Do you think the Construct removed them or something?
9: No, I don't. I think it moved us.
1: What do you mean? Look at this. Do you see that? That's... that's two suns out there. But... but that would mean... Donna,
9: I don't think we're in Kansas anymore.
4: You have been listening to Far Horizons Season 1, Episode 2 Cause and Consequence Written by Aaron Buzzi Featured in the cast world David Alt as Nicholas Lancer Mark Kalita as Artemis Kane Laura Post as Donna Briggs Ellie Hershman as Joshua Baker Judah Fries as Max Holland Amanda Fitzwater as Susan Lockhart Bill Holweg as John Collins Zach Ricks as Sam Reed and Eric L. Busby as Gareth Shaw Far Horizon Team by Kai Hartman. Additional music composed by Ambient Light and Kevin MacLeod This episode was written, directed and produced by Eric L. Busby Post-production work by Eric L. Busby This is Mark Busby. You have been listening to an Eric Busby production Thank you for